Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Joy Business Report. Coming up this morning, Ghana's International Monetary Fund program will not be suspended despite higher-than-budgeted expenditure. We hear from First Solutions. Also, CD strengthens in value against the dollar uh, last week as demand pressures ease. And Bank of Ghana maintains that its inflation targeting framework is the most robust monetary policy formulation strategy that has impacted positively on the economy. Details coming up. My name is Daryl Kwa. Thanks for being with us this morning. The Ghana city strengthened in value against the U.S. dollar last week as demand pressures eased. The local currency gained 0.21% against the American greenback despite injection of $1.3 million into the forex market by the Bank of Ghana. It, however, lost marginally to the pound and euro. Despite the strong performance last week, analysts expect the local currency to exhibit mixed performance this week. It has so far lost about 14% to the dollar since the 1st of January. Meanwhile, on the currency market this morning, the dollar going for 11 cities, 70 pesos, the pound going for 14 cities, 95 pesos, and the euro uh, selling at 12 cities, 70 pesos. Now, the Bank of Ghana has maintained that its inflation targeting framework is the most robust monetary policy formulation strategy that has impacted positively on the objectives of the bank and supported the economy at large. According to First Deputy Governor Dr. Maxwell Pukwafari, successive governors have over the years employed the use of key monetary policy strategies that have aided in economic growth. He was speaking at the launch of a book titled Central Banking in Ghana and the Governors, uh, authored by Ivor Ajimandria. Permit me to share a few thoughts on the evolution of the monetary policy formulation and strategies mentioned in the book. I found the author's exposition on the tools of monetary policy insightful, especially the direct control and inflation targeting, expansionary and contractionary monetary policy stance, and the contemporary monetary strategies. In all of these narratives, inflation targeting is deemed the most robust monetary policy formulation strategy that has impacted positively on the objectives of central banks, including the Bank of Ghana. Dr. Max Opokovar is first deputy governor of the Bank of Ghana. Now, research and market information firm First Solutions says Ghana's International Monetary Fund program will not be suspended despite a higher-than-budgeted expenditure. According to its latest assessment of Ghana, there is a risk that government will fail to meet its IMF target in 2024. Here's a business desk report. Since the start of this decade, total expenditure as a share of the size of the economy increased by an average of 3.0 percentage points during an election year. Nonetheless, Fitch Solutions said a higher-than-budgeted expenditure is unlikely to lead to a suspension of the IMF program. Therefore, the government will likely meet the IMF targets over the coming months. Indeed, the UK-based firm mentioned that 
When public expenditure surpassed budgetary allocations in 2016, the IMF board approved waivers for non-observance of performance criteria and decided to extend the arrangement by one year. As such, an anticipated fiscal spillage in 2024 is unlikely to result in a loss of investor confidence, which in turn would weaken the city and drive up inflation and could lead to greater social unrest. That was a business desk report. Now, African countries have been aired to reduce the size of their governments in order to have consistency in developing the economies. According to founder and president of the African Center for Economic Transformation, Dr. K.Y. Amwako, African leaders have failed to inspire long-term vision and growth thus contributing to underdevelopment. Dr. Amwako, who is former executive secretary of the Economic Commission for Africa, was speaking at a UNDP uh, Africa program in collaboration with African influencers for development. We need to have consistency when it comes to institutions, the institutions that have to provide. So in Ghana, for example, that one said when you have 120 ministries, how can you have consistency and coordination? It goes against the basic tenets, so it's a fact. And my final message is about leadership. It's leadership that to drive all these things. Dr. K.Y. Amwako, former Executive Secretary of the Economic Commission for Africa. Now, uh, to a story that is developing, organized labor has justified its decision to embark on an industrial action on the th- 10th of July, arguing the move is to send a strong signal to the government to have the three sacked workers of Sunan Asogli reinstated. According to the Trade Union Congress, it will not rescind uh, its decision if President Kofado does not intervene by calling on management of Sunan Asogli uh, to reinstate the sacked workers. Now, speaking to Joy Business, Deputy Secretary General of the Joshua and some maintained organized labor will leave no stone unturned in ensuring the rights of workers are protected in the country. Uh, that is exactly why the president and for that matter the government shouldn't sit down for such action to take place on the tent. Because this has traveled so long and we don't want to continue. We can't continue waiting on this. But people's rights, workers that are trampled upon, as unions, we cannot, cannot longer wait. So government also take into consideration if we think that productivity will be affected that day, then you should do the needful. By directing that our three guys should be reinstated without further delay. Otherwise, the consequences, uh, I mean, they will face. So, Joshua, for how long do you intend to sustain the strike? Until, until the guys are reinstated. It's a simple matter. I'm confident that uh, the president will not sit down for this thing to happen. But if he sticks for this thing to happen, he's done cup of tea. Because you will not go to work until these guys are called back. Our rights are respected. Deputy General Secretary of the TC, Joshua Ansa. Now, the United States government, through the U.S. Agency for International Development and the United Nations World Food Program, is embarking on a one-year program to provide vital support to farmers during the lean season in Ghana. Valued at $7 million, the newly launched farmer support activity aims to bolster food security. Kimberly Rosen is a mission director at USAID. To ensure accessibility and convenience, small-scale farmers will directly receive the cash transfers into their mobile money accounts. This method allows them to easily access the funds in an efficient manner. The cash transfers provided through this program serve as a flexible tool that the farmers can utilize to address their most urgent needs. This flexibility empowers farmers to invest in their farms, purchase necessary inputs, cover labor costs, or attend to other important requirements. 
It is important to note that this program is part of our broader commitment to support Ghana's agricultural sector. Kimberly Rosen, the Mission Director of the U.S. Agency for International Development. Now, shareholders of Intravenous Infusions PLC manufacturers of Pharmaceutical products will not get dividend for the second year running. According to the chairman of the board of the company, Isaac Osei, the economic crisis has heavily impacted the operations of the company. He spoke at the company's 2022 annual general meeting. Ghana's economic crisis following the COVID-19 pandemic and the Russia-Ukraine war has taken a negative toll on businesses and the pharmaceutical industry is no exception. Intravenous Infusions PLC has suffered the repercussions, hence its inability to pay dividend for the last financial year. Isaac Osei is chairman of the board of the company. We were hit because of supply chain disruptions. Apart from the exchange rate, which hit us very badly. But so long as we have stability of conditions in the economy, I think our company can thrive. And that's what we look for. We have a duty of care to make sure that the company runs profitably so that we can pay dividends. I think this is the second year since we went on the exchange that we have not been able to pay dividends. But hopefully next year we will be able to pay something to our shareholders. Meanwhile, the managing director of the company, Muktao Swali, who says his outfit is focusing on product and market diversification to increase revenue. The hope here is that we need to develop more in our product diversification and do more in our market diversification just so that we can have increased revenues. The other way that we are looking at is to see how we 